Hey, welcome to the H&HR podcast. My name is Heather Taves. And I am Heidi Bolt. And we're sisters. We believe here at the H&H Hour that your ordinary is extraordinary. Thanks for listening. Heather. Yes. Okay. So let's just be super real right off the bat. Okay. Yeah. We are going to talk today about the idea of serving. Yeah. Okay. And I know in the Christian circle, this, this term can get misused and overused. Yes, it can. And it can also be, um, something that we overlook Yeah. as the importance of it. Yeah. I think it can also be an idol. It can be. For sure. I think we can confuse serving with actually a walk with Jesus. Uh-huh. Can't yep. we? Yep. Works-based. Yeah. Where we think that what we do for him is what um, the measure of love that he gives back to us or how he views us. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So the point of this podcast is we really believe that our ordinary lives that Jesus has called us to is really extraordinary if we're viewing them through the lens that he wants us to view it through. Yeah. Right. And I think that this concept of serving falls into this so beautifully and with such importance because so often we look at the people with the biggest platforms Mm -hmm. or the most success or the biggest influence or the most following Mm -hmm. or the biggest churches or the best careers. You know, we look at those people Mm -hmm. and we think that that is the measure of notoriety Mm -hmm. and of people's hearts to serve and of success of success. Yes. So let's really break this down though. What does this look like to be a Christ follower of Jesus, whether it's male or female, whether it's single or married, whether it's student or adult or whatever season we're in, what does it look like to serve with the purpose of which Jesus has called us to? Heidi, that's such a great thought. And I think we all really need to stop and and truly take stock of our heart mm-hmm. um, in this issue because I, this is something that I have struggled with my entire life. Okay, tell us why is that? Well, because I often believe the lie from the enemy that um, the the favor of people or the applause of people is what makes me successful or not successful. And so if I'm doing something that people can see and they're saying, oh, good job, Heather. Oh, Heather, that was such a great message that you preached. Or I love that thing you posted on Instagram the other day. Or you're such an amazing mom and you come up with creative ideas for your kids. All of the things that people might say to me, um, applauding me for the things that I do. Yeah. I've often thought that that was the measure of my success. That's okay. how I measured my success. So in you serving the church and you serving your family and you serving the community. And all of the things that I do. The results are the spoken words of affirmation. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And I remember, I'm going to take this back to my childhood, actually. Okay. Um, I remember being um, probably middle school or maybe early high school age and needing so desperately to um, feel the approval of my parents specifically um, that I would, I would work as hard as I could and whatever that it was, was it wh- whether it was housework or caring for my siblings or being good, following the rules, doing all the right things that were expected of me mm-hmm. so that I would have their approval. Yeah. Now that is not fair to throw my parents under the bus because I did have their approval. Right. They loved me so much and they, 
they were always so approving of me, whether I did what was right. I mean, I had a car accident at 16 and it was my fault. And not once did I ever feel their judgment. I felt their love, you know, over me. So it wasn't something that my parents projected on me as much as what I was projecting on myself. Okay. And I remember, um, so we had, we have seven kids in our family Mm -hmm. and when we were old enough, we would stay home. Sometimes, sometimes alone, mom and I would go on a trip or they would go, you know, somewhere for the evening. And I remember all of us saying, let's get the whole house cleaned up and get it all perfectly clean so that when mom and dad come home, they'll be so blessed and they'll be so happy with us. Yeah. Now, some of y'all might've just been doing it because you wanted mom and dad to be blessed. Sure. I know that in my heart, I wanted their approval. I wanted them to say, look at what you've done. Mm -hmm. So fast forward to a couple weekends ago at church and uh, my family and I, as well as your family, were on the setup team every every single Sunday. We Mm -hmm. set up the entire church. Because we rent a a space right Mm -hmm. now. Yeah. So we set up and tear down. Yeah. And so normally there's a whole bunch of people, but I happen to be the only one in the back area for like 20 minutes, which is totally unusual. It never happens. And we have to move all of these big tables and these chairs out of the main area. And so I started doing that, uh, moving all this stuff out. And this thought came through my mind, Heather, if you get all of this done, when the rest of the team comes in, they're going to see all of this and they're going to say, wow. Hmm. Look what Heather did. Well, she's awesome. Yeah. And as soon as the thought came in, it was like my 40-year-old brain kicked in and I went, <laughs> "What in the world? Where did that come from? Like I am a 40-year-old woman. I do not need people's approval for moving some chairs." Mm-hmm. But it it was so kind of the Lord to allow me to realize what that was, what the root of that was. Sure. And it was that needing the approval of man, needing the applause of men. We've talked about this so so much before. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I've got it conquered and then it comes rushing right back in. And so um, I think it goes back to really truly being a servant always, always, always has to go back to your heart condition. Mm. It has to go back to why are you serving? Yeah. Why are you doing these works? Is it for man's approval? Is it for the applause of people and world's metrics Mm -hmm. of success? Or is it truly out of a humble heart that wants to serve the Lord Jesus and love people and show people you do love them? Yeah. Well, well, thank you for your vulnerability. Yeah. I think it's so important. I, I think if anyone listening feels like, oh, well, I don't struggle with fear of man or trying to earn the approval of human beings. Uh, you're probably lying to yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and because I think we are all wired to desire that notoriety from our counterparts, mm-hmm. our human beings that we're doing life alongside of. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think it's interesting because I believe we are wired to desperately long for the Father's approval. Yeah. And I think even non believers absolutely long for the father's approval, even if they don't know that they are yet. Yeah, that's right. They're longing for an acknowledgement and a notoriety of something. Yeah. And a lot of times we just misplace that longing into the man's approval. Yeah. Yeah. You know, someone saying, wow, Heather, you moved all those tables by yourself. Yeah. That was incredible. Yeah. You know, and, and so I think in a, in a sense, like that's part of a healthy growth process yeah. of going, I have the correct desires in me. They're just misplaced on the wrong people. Right. You know, so these desires are supposed to be going to the father God. Right. These desires are going out to my, my sisters, my brothers, my parents, my friends, right. my spouse, yes, my absolutely. kids. Yes. Um, 
Yes. And so I think to encourage yourself, like, it's great that you have that desire to please. Right. As long as it's the right Right. being. Yes. (laughs) Right. And and it's so interesting because we already have God's approval. Right. We already have um, his love for us. Mm -hmm. Like, that's not going to change. It's not going to lessen. Or, or um, become more yeah. based on what we do for him. And right. this is something I have to keep reminding myself. Mm-hmm. Now, can we, can, we, um, can we cause God to be disappointed with us? I, yes, I do believe that we can through our disobedience. But that's not, we're not talking about disobedience here. We're talking about, you know, where, where do we receive our affection and our approval from? Yeah. And when we were at a church conference, um, a leadership conference just a couple weeks ago, that was one of the things that I really felt the Lord tell me is uh, we were singing, it is well with my soul. Mm-hmm. And I felt the Lord say to me, Heather, you are well mm. with me. Mm-hmm. You are well with me. And I felt him say that I hold myself to a standard that even he doesn't hold me to. Yeah. It's almost like as if I expect more of myself, more perfection, mm-hmm. more works, yeah. more service than even God requires of me. Mm-hmm. And that's idolatry. Yeah. Because that's thinking more of myself, more of what I can do for God than um, just being in relationship with God. Mm. So it's this constant churning for yeah. me and my soul to make sure that my heart is truly aligned with his affection and his approval being enough Yeah, and being what I'm striving for. I think the unique thing, you've mentioned the heart condition a couple times now, and I think it's so important for us to remember have that and all of our listeners that... It always come back. It always, always, always comes back to our heart condition. Yeah. In this walk with Jesus, um, no matter what topic you're talking on in the spiritual realm, it's always about our heart. Because if our heart is truly tender towards the Holy Spirit, then we are going to understand when our serving is maybe out of line, mm-hmm. or with the wrong intent, mm-hmm. or with the wrong motive. Mm-hmm. And the when our heart is tender, we're going to feel those promptings from the Holy Spirit, those little pricks mm-hmm. that aren't awesome. You no. know, those those right. little small disciplines right. of like, you know, when you're a kid and your mom just has to kind of give you a glance yeah. of like, hey, I'm just looking at you right now. I'm not going to say a word. Yeah, I'm not going to have to take any action yep. to discipline you. But you know, in my look that this is not correct. Right. That's sort of like the Holy Spirit, that little prick in mm-hmm. your spirit. Like, oh, I just got a look from the Holy Spirit. That's just setting me right back in line. Um, Just to always be evaluating our heart condition. Yeah. Because truly out of our heart flows all of life yeah. in the spiritual realm. Yeah, that's right. And so I think just remembering, um, Heather, I love... And, and this is such a common verse, but God's word talks about that even Jesus did not come to be served, yeah, but to serve. To serve. Mm-hmm. And so if we are truly trying to emulate the life of Jesus, going, Father, my heart is set on you mm-hmm. and my actions are set on you mm-hmm. too, that part of that means learning to say yes to the correct ways of serving. Right. And part of that is also learning to say no to the ways of serving that aren't our lane. Right. So we were just talking yeah. before starting this show that we think it's so important that people don't try to do everything. Right. You know, if like I am not a worship leader, yeah. I am not musically gifted. So if I were to get on stage and try to lead a worship set using the voice God's given me as a singer, it would not be my best yes. Right. I would be serving out of in the wrong, yeah. in the wrong lane. Absolutely. But so many people try to do that. They might look at you, Heather, mm-hmm. and go, oh, wow, Heather's an awesome woman of God. 
and she podcasts and she preaches mm-hmm. and she homeschools her kids. Mm-hmm. So if I podcast and preach and homeschool my kids, yeah. I will be an awesome woman of God. Yeah. And yet they're not created and wired the way you are. Right. And so I think the encouragement in this is we are all trying to strive after Jesus Christ. He's created us differently, though. So we've got to go, Jesus, what is the lane I am to serve in? What does this look like for me? Yeah. It does not have to match my sister. It does not have to match my spouse. That's right. Or my girlfriend across the street. It needs to match what you have, the blueprint you've made for me. And so I think just having that constant dialogue of truly God creating me a clean heart so that when I serve you, it is out of the correct posture. Yeah. Of this is how God's wired me. And so this is why I'm serving like this. Does that make sense? Totally. It totally does. And I think just evaluating what your heart feels about the things he's called you to be a servant in. Yeah. Because I think we often think that servanthood is um, with on a stage or with a microphone or with influence. Mm. And it so often is not. Yeah. Servanthood is often behind the scenes. Unseen. It's often the things that people don't see, see. And I believe that is where the refinement of our heart happens the most. Yeah. Is when we serve, when we never get recognized, mm-hmm. when no one ever sees it except God. Yeah. You know, and I love Shelly Giglio is just somebody that I look mm-hmm. up to and respect so much. She's she a and, spiritual mama, isn't she? She really is. She and Louie just are people that I would point to and say, um, you know, follow them as they follow Jesus. Yeah. Um, but she just posted this on Sunday and it's a picture of her shoe and her husband, Louis's shoe. And she said, my God assigned role on Sundays is support. Sometimes it's visible and often it isn't. Nothing checks our hearts more than invisibility. Mm. I literally have learned the greatest treasures in my life in supporting roles. Faithfulness and visibility are not the same. I want to be found faithful. Happy Sunday. Wow. And I loved that so, so much because I think we um, often mistake visibility for faithfulness, for success, for God's call in our lives. And I would be the first one to say, that the most successful people, the most faithful people that I know have never held a microphone, mm-hmm. have never had a podcast mm-hmm. or had uh, a book, wrote, you know, written a book or done anything that the world would go, oh, they're successful. Measured success, yeah. Uh, truly. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that we need to, I need to, I need this message. I need to remind myself of this. Um there are roles that God has given you and given me that do have a microphone and that do have a stage, but there are also roles that God has given us that no one ever sees. Yeah. And honestly, I grow the most in those roles. Mm-hmm. And I also have the most joy mm-hmm. in those roles because it's truly my, like my heart is so right in that. Yeah. There's no room for uh, man's approval in that or for the spotlight to right. take over in that because there's no spotlight. Right. It's hidden. Yeah. It's in the secret place. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's a really, really great place to be. You know, Matthew 23 says, the greatest among you must be a servant. Yeah. And so that would be my challenge is that even if you do have a position that you that is great, even if you do have a place of authority, you are even more required to be a servant to those around you. Mm-hmm. You know, it's interesting uh, when Jesus was having the Last Supper with the disciples, 
you think about this, you're like, okay, if I knew I was going to the cross to be crucified and I'm going to have one last meal, I'm going to talk about the most important topics. And one of the topics Jesus talks about with his disciples is this idea of serving. And, you know, it's just kind of, I, I've thought about this before, but as we're talking, I'm re, I'm going, wow, this is so important to mm-hmm. Jesus. Yeah. That he would choose the last moments with his disciples to go, let's talk about this, guys. Yeah. Let me teach you about this. Yeah. And it's the disciples are arguing amongst themselves mm. about who's going to be the greatest among them. And Jesus says this in Luke twenty two twenty five. Jesus told them, in this world, the kings and great men lord it over their people, but they are called friends of the people. But among you, among you disciples, mm. among you, Heather, among me, among you, listener, you Christ follower, among you, it will be different. Those who are the greatest among you shall take the lowest rank and the mm. leader should be like a servant. Who is more important? The one who sits at the table or the one who serves? The one who sits at the table, of course, but not here, for I am among you as one who serves. Mm. And I just think if Jesus is taking his last moments with the most important people in his world to say, this, guys, my world is upside down. The kings sit at the table and get served by the servants, but really it's the servant who's the most important in my kingdom. Yes. It's that upside down mentality. It is. is. And I think so often, you know, we we strive for things that store up treasures here on earth for us or store up notoriety. And Jesus told us, don't store up treasures here on earth. Yeah. Don't strive for the approval of man. Yeah. Like he said, store up treasures in heaven where moth and rust don't corrupt. Right. Where thieves don't break in and steal. Yeah. And he says, truly then you will get rewarded in heaven. Yeah. And he talks about that, like, do your service in the quiet. Do your service in the secret place so that when you don't get the approval of man, Mm -hmm. guess what? you're going to get the approval from God the Father. Yeah, that's right. And so I I just, I do sometimes think of those people that are like, man, I just desperately need to be noticed or have a place Mm -hmm. and be encouraged, sweet Mm -hmm. listener. Mm -hmm. Jesus sees you. He sees your faithfulness in your job. You know, you might be overlooked by your boss, but Mm -hmm. you are not overlooked by God the Father. Yeah, that's right. He sees your faithfulness and, you know, serving in a community center where you're like, man, is this worth it? Am I really on the right path here? Because all I'm doing is serving the hungry and nobody knows I'm even doing this, Right. but God sees you, Right. you know, and, or being faithful in your marriage to, to serve in a marriage that maybe you're the Christ follower Mm -hmm. and your spouse is not. And you're going, Jesus, I'm just trying so hard to serve you, but there's no fruit of movement in this marriage. Jesus goes, oh no, dear one. Yeah. There is so much fruit yeah, and you right. wait and see, you keep being faithful and you're serving behind the scenes yeah. and I'm going to reward you openly yeah. in front of my father. Yeah. Can you imagine getting rewarded openly in front of God, the father? No, I know. It almost makes me want to say like, don't anybody give me any reward or credit here because right? I want it all to be in heaven. I know. <laughs> I want, I want that reward in heaven. Yeah. You know, and I think of our mom, she serves so selflessly. She has served us so selflessly for our entire lives. First, you know, staying home with us and raising us the way that she did. And then now with our kids, I mean, she serves us so we can serve others. And she does not get noticed for that. Mm -mm. She never gets, you know, 
lots of followers or lots of recognition. Mm-hmm. Hardly anyone ever pats her on the back and yeah. says, good job, Melody. Right. You know, but she, her reward in heaven, can you imagine? It's going to be great. It's going to be incredible. So yeah. you can look forward to that, Mom, because I know <laughs> you're you, listening. Yeah. But I think that's the point. The point is wherever God has you, mm-hmm. there's there's a place to serve. Yeah. And it might not be what you think you want it to be. Mm-hmm. But when you change your perspective, when you begin to get a Jesus perspective, mm-hmm. um, you will find so much joy in that yeah. and your heart will be in the right place yeah. because your eyes are on Jesus yeah. and not on the approval of man. Mm, that's really good, Heath. So Heidi, I know for some people, they might not know where to serve. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe they're Maybe they're doing lots of things for their family, you know, and things like that. But I really, truly believe that we, if Jesus, if that was his last conversation before he went to the cross, like this is important to him. Right. Um, we all need to have that servanthood mentality in every area of our life. And so I would challenge our listeners, if they're not serving somewhere in a sacrificial capacity, because servanthood is sacrifice. Yeah. It's not just, let me check the box and feel good about myself. It, it requires sacrifice. Yeah. Uh, if it doesn't hurt, it's probably not service. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would just challenge you. Maybe you don't have a place to serve. I would say two things. One, go to your community, your neighborhood. Yeah. Find out how can you serve your neighbors? You know, your son, you posted a Instagram of him the other day going and mowing your neighbor's lawns. He wanted to serve his neighbors, and that yeah. was so sweet. Go find out what your neighbors need. Um, and then, two, go to your local church. Yeah. You know, ask someone who has um, knowledge of what needs to be done in the church and be okay if it is not a fun job. Yeah. Be okay if it's not something that you ever thought you would do before. Yeah. You know, there have been seasons of my life where I did things that I had no clue how to do them right. in our church. Yeah. And I learned it. Yeah. And I became good at it. And there were seasons. There's. I'm in a season now where I'm doing the thing that I'm the best at. Yeah. You know, but it was after years and years and years and years of me just doing what needed to be done. Okay. But I also have to say this because I know you're not going to. So... Just this past weekend at our church, you were the preacher for this Sunday. So you were preaching, but because we rent a space currently, we're getting ready to move into a new building in the near future, but we currently set up and tear down, like you mentioned. Yeah. And part of that is we come in on a Sunday morning and if there's been a concert the night before, Mm -hmm. sometimes the venue is messy. Yeah, it is. And so like you walk into the women's restroom and it doesn't smell nice or there's soap exploding over the dispensers (laughs) or there's toilet paper missing. And so the interesting thing is I know for a fact, because I saw it, that you're willing to go into the dirty bathroom Mm -hmm. and scrub a toilet or clean up a soap mess or refill dispensers before you're getting on the stage to preach the word of God. Yeah. And I think that's what's important is that people know that serving is not always glamorous. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it is the muck. Yeah. Sometimes it's the jobs. It's like, ooh, I don't want to do that. Mm-hmm. But man, this is part of the gig. Yeah. This is part of serving Jesus and yeah. people. And um, so I think just remembering that even when you're running in the lane you're supposed to run mm-hmm. in, it's still not glorious. Right. It's still sometimes the mundane. It's still sometimes the real ordinary, like fill in a toilet po- paper mm-hmm. dispenser, mm-hmm. you know, even almost in a, always, almost always, almost always. And so just keeping in mind, like that is not the measure of success, right. getting on a stage or no. having, or whatever in your mind that you go, what would be the most awesome thing that I could do to serve the kingdom of God and then scale it back and go like, would I still be willing to fill the toilet paper rolls? 
Yeah, I think that um, this is a really great way to look at it. So yes, I stepped on a stage with a microphone this weekend and preached, which was awesome. And it's one of the gifts that God's given me, mm-hmm. and I'm being obedient to walk in that. But equally important was our friend who cooked both of us dinners this week. I know. Brought them to our doors with flowers and said, I just wanted to bless you. Yeah. There is no gap no. between her obedience and what she did and her service to us yeah. and my obedience and me getting on a stage with a microphone and preaching. There's no gap. Right. There, it's There's not one that's higher or more important than the other. Right. They both were equally glorifying God and loving people. That's right. And I think we have to have that conversation with ourselves, yeah. with one another. What does God have in front of me mm-hmm. that he's requiring sacrificial serving of me? Mm-hmm. And then we do it with happy hearts. Yeah. We do it with, with smiles on our faces, even though it's hard, yeah. even though it requires us to um, give up other things. Mm-hmm. And we let him get the glory. Yeah. We let him get the glory. And I think to know, like, when you are being faithful in that, it always affects people positively. Yeah. Because Steph showing up at my door, my husband was gone on a 10-day elk hunt, and that's lonely. Yeah. You know, when you're being a single mom and you're doing all the things, and her showing up at my door with a full-blown meal, mm-hmm. like you said, with flowers and this handwritten beautiful card, and it positively, in fact, affected my week in such a substantial way. So, so beautiful. And I know there's someone listening here right now because I've been that person Mm -hmm. that says no one ever does that for me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to be, I'm going to be a little hard on you for a moment and Mm -hmm. I'm going to say, stop whining, Mm -hmm. stop your whining right now and go do it for someone else. And as you serve other people, I promise you the return will come back to you. I promise you. I've experienced that in my own life. So much. Well, it's the rule of sowing and reaping. It is. You know, it no is. matter what you plant, that is going to come up, mm-hmm. you know, and you don't know the time frame, but eventually you get the harvest. And it's usually through the most unexpected people. Yeah. That's what I found. Yeah. All right. So find a way you can serve this week. Make sure your heart's set on Jesus as you're doing it. Mm-hmm. And I love your tips of ask in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. serve in your neighborhood, serve in your church, mm-hmm. but also go, Jesus, what do you have for me? Yeah. And then listen. Yeah. He will speak to you. He will show you. And whatever it is he tells you to do, even if it seems crazy, do it. Mm-hmm. Like I have a friend who said one night, a friend said, God showed, told me to show up at your door with a bag of apples. Mm-hmm. And she just started bawling because she's like, I needed a bag of apples because all my kids are sick and all they want to eat is apples. And I didn't have any apples in the house. Yeah. And she was a single mama at the time. So it's just those things like no matter what you're doing. Like it's affecting somebody. That's right. So So good. Jesus is proud of you. Yes, he is. Thank you so much for listening. As always, we are so glad that you do. It's an honor to be able to sit in front of these microphones every week and share our hearts with you, share Mm -hmm. what the Lord is speaking to us. We really believe that these aren't words for just um, one or two of you. These are words to go out and really change people's lives. And so it means the world to us when you share this, when you share this podcast. Um, just take a screenshot of go to our Instagram and take a screenshot of it and put it on your stories. It's really easy and tag us. And then you never know who might listen that needs to hear this. So thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time.